0: Hi and welcome to the quick and dirty romance podcast we're your hosts i'm sky mcdonald author of the anti-bell series and i'm sarah
1: smith author of faker if you never come back and simmer down each episode we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author we'll talk writing inspiration give you the inside scoop about the publishing world chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes and more And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you
0: haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast. And also DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. And as always, your likes, your feedback, your reviews are appreciated so much anywhere you are listening to this podcast. So today we have a lot to celebrate, and we are super excited to get into it, but I wanted to take just a second, um, since we are here in the month of October, and explain, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see me now, I am wearing a hoodie with a jack-o'-lantern on it, um, and I wanted to explain that outfit, that style choice, just really quickly, although I will defend the style choice because it's one of those running hoodies with the thumb holes in the sleeve, and if you are a runner, you know, that's like the the best thing. But anyway, um, so shameless plug here. I am doing the 5K uh, with Gordy's Pumpkin Run this month. And I'm also fundraising for this with this run. I'm fundraising for Girls on the Run International, which is an organization that I, I don't know how any any woman can't get behind, which is. The Girls on the Run inspires girls to be joyful, healthy and confident using experiences and like all kinds of athletics Um, starts around. They they are always looking to recruit young women um, before that terrible time in adolescence when our self-confidence dips and the world starts telling us what's wrong with us and how we should fix it. Um, So this is an organization that's really seeking to empower young girls uh, for their own self-esteem. So to that end, I'm going to put the fundraiser link uh, on the Quick and Dirty Romance Instagram page. If you could throw me three, four dollars towards that and just like help young women find their power, uh, I think it would be fantastic. So that's my shameless plug. And so now I'm going to flip the spotlight and thank you guys for all of that. But I'm going to flip flip the spotlight and the rest of this episode is about, of course, Sarah's new book, Simmer Down um which we are so excited for it comes out on tuesday october 13th and we're going to spend this whole time talking about simmer down sarah are you thrilled
1: (laughs) i am so thrilled thank you so much for the intro and i just want to say that organization sounds amazing um thank you for mentioning it that's really really awesome and i hope people support it and i think it's great that you're running as a part of it um yes i am super excited about simmer down I feel like this has been a long time coming, like, everything in publishing, though, because everything's, like, a year, two years out, especially now, because the world is still kind of out of control. Um, So I'm just really happy that it's going to be out soon. And actually, some people have been um, sending me stuff on social media, like, sending me pictures of it already, like, in bookstores. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I think some places are putting it up early, which is great. I don't care. I get paid either way. I really don't care. Um, So that's been really fun to see. So yeah, I am super excited to chat about it. I think, I don't know, I'll talk about what it's about first. Do you think that is a good place to start?
0: Dive right in.
1: Okay. So I guess, oh, here, I can show you guys the cover. Um, This is Simmer Down. If you're watching on YouTube today. If yeah. you're watching on YouTube, you're winning. Look at that gorgeous cover. So pretty. And like, okay, there you can see. So there's a food truck in the background and there's a guy in there. That's Callum, the love interest. And it, I love it because my journey mind, it kind of looks like he's jerking off in the truck. <laughs> Doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Look at the cover. Let me know what you
0: think.
1: Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so Simmer Down, it's a a sexy rom-com romance about two food truck competitors in Maui who are fighting over the same very coveted parking spot in um, on this gorgeous beach where there's a lot of tourists. The main character, her name's Nikki, and she runs a Filipino food truck with her mom. And the eventual love interest, his name is Callum, and he is from England originally. He runs a British pub food truck with his brother and so yeah Nikki and Callum obviously start out hating each other because they are um warring over the same um piece of land but their feelings eventually turn very heated and they start to engage in a secret romance because um they're both participating in the Maui Food Festival which is this huge festival that takes place every summer Um, on the island and all of the local eateries compete in it and they have decided that they're going to let the winner whoever has the higher score of that gets to keep the coveted parking spot but they don't want to get disqualified for fraternizing with each other so they're meeting up in secret Um, so yeah that's that's pretty much the gist of the book I really like it and I highly recommend (laughs) that you guys go out and buy it for yourselves buy it for your friends read it um I hope you love it. Yeah, so that that's it in a nutshell. Um Sky, I have you to thank because you were a beta reader on this book. Yeah. Like early on when I had a draft, you know, I it wasn't my first draft, but it was an early draft after I had revised it a couple of times and you gave some really beautiful, helpful feedback, so thank you for that. I really appreciate that. I couldn't have done it without you. Well, well. You certainly could have, but I'm honored to have
0: been a part. Um, If you all don't know or haven't, uh, if if we haven't talked about this too much, um, Sarah and I first connected and became friends over reading each other's work. I think we've talked about that pretty well, beta reading or critique partnering, however you want to call it. Um, I have read, I did not beta read If You Never Come Back, but-
1: you did. Yeah, that was kind of just like- I'm yeah, there.
0: <laughs> I did Faker and Simmer Down. So I have been waiting uh, for Simmer Down with you because I like have wanted to talk about it more than we have men- been mentioning. Um, but always my pleasure to read for you. And, you know, I'm always happy to. So I'm glad that it was helpful. But yes, I absolutely did. I will be honest. I don't even remember when that was now. Um <laughs> It was
1: a while ago, like last year in the springtime, I think.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I completely read it. I loved it. Um, cause you know, it really brings in, I mean, it, it, it has your signature style to it, which I think is a really beautiful thing. It's funny. It's very like light, but it has meat to it in the way that you want it to. um, so, you know, and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I love the, like, dynamic with her family, and I'll, I'll obviously let you go into it, but I love the way that that character was working through many things, um, and things that you could tell were, like, just, like, really difficult with a family, but very real, um, so I liked that, and, of course, the food, I mean... We were just talking last episode about how we went to Nashville to celebrate right after Not Suitable for Work came out and right before Faker did. And I wish so much we could just say, well, we're going to Maui now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the dream. Um, But, yeah, no, I remember enjoying it. I thought it was so much fun to read and just, like, picture the scene. Even the opening line was, like, fantastic. It hit me from the go. And then, you know, I love the characters um, and I loved I, I, I have mentioned before on the show that Callum is my book boyfriend and I have staked my claim well before all the rest of you. But it is funny because he he definitely uh, has some features and traits that reminded me of someone that I know um, who is also English. Um, but um, it was definitely like, OK. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, And then I just love the way that your ladies have that sparkle that come through. Um, Just so fiery, um, but also just so very sweet and dear. Um, So, yes, overall, I have been a big fan of this book uh, since since before it had a title. We'll put it that way. Um, Yeah, Yeah. But reading it definitely and not in a double entendre way made me hungry. Um, because, well, no, because of all the, um, <laughs> well, yeah, you could play the double on Tounder, why not? But, um, no, specifically the mentions of food and, and the work with the food truck, um, from both of them, from both of them was fantastic. Um, where did you get all of that?
1: Uh, that's a good question. First of all, I just want to say I didn't, um, write Callum with the intention of making you think of, Someone from your past. I just... Hey, you know everybody knows somebody, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. When I was writing my my series, I had two friends, and they were dating guys. One of them's boyfriend's name was Ben, and the other was Will. And I was like, okay, I promise. I did not name these dudes based on on your boyfriends. A promise. So
1: yeah, everybody's got funny connections, but yeah. That's true. That's true. I just um I just you know I just needed. Like, I've always wanted to write, like, a British male interest to an American main character. Um, And I needed, like, I needed, I don't know. I just needed to change up the physical features from, you know, like, Faker, where Mm Tate was. So, that was not intentional. So, thanks for being a good uh, sport about that. But, um, But, yeah, inspo, I took a lot. So, Maui, I have been to... Um, a handful of times on vacations with my family and with my husband when before we were married and um, it's just like it's just such a beautiful place it's one of my favorite places in the world I think and I'm sure like obviously I'm not alone it's a super popular um, tourist attraction Um, so I just have a lot of like really lovely memories of you know, being there with my family and with my loved ones and eating all this amazing food and enjoying all the gorgeous beaches. Um, So I, I just wanted to like, use it as a setting, especially and obviously, when I wrote this, I didn't know that there was going to be like a pandemic that was going to limit our ability to travel for the foreseeable future. But it kind of got Like it's kind of a nice escape if assuming you don't live in Hawaii, I guess if you live in Hawaii, it's not much of an escape because you live there. But for most of us who don't, um, I, I kind of like that it takes you to a different place. Um, and I think, uh, a lot of the, where the scenes are set like on beaches and on like, um, on the, in the food trucks where they're like arguing with each other and getting at each other's throats or like when they're at home, or when they're, you know, that they're at the farmer's market, or they're um, at a block party, like, that kind of stuff kind of takes you away to a different place, which I, I enjoy books that do that. like, especially now. Yeah, so yeah. that was one of the reasons. And then I also like, like, obviously, I don't know if you follow if anybody follows me on like social media, like half of my posts have are food related, because I'm just like, I'm always hungry. <laughs> like food is amazing. <laughs> so Um, A lot of the recipes that Nikki includes in her um, food truck with her mom are recipes that, like, my mom cooked or that her family cooked that I ate growing up because I, one, I just wanted, like, I just, I always thought it'd be cool to read a book where, like, Filipino food was part of it. And, um, two, I just really liked the nostalgia of it. I I liked reading and writing, like, oh, my mom made this, or, oh, I remember when my auntie made this for me or made this for us, and it was, that was just really fun to, like, relive that in the, in the context of a book, so, so pretty much it's just all the wacky stuff that goes on in my head, and I wanted to, like, write it down in a book, so, yeah, that's kind of where it all came from, for me. It came it together came-
0: beautifully. Yeah. Um. you. I, I think that's really cool, uh, the way you you work the food and the family tie. in. Um, I remember even I, I've been thinking about this book a lot, uh, just sort of getting excited for you to have it released um, and everything. And I even remember I was actually at the beach uh, in July and it wasn't a food truck, but it was like a food stand on the boardwalk and it was a fish and chip shop. I was like, oh, God. I got to take a picture for Sarah right now. Um, so I just think this book, I think it is the escape that we need. Um, and it's really interesting to like, think about the way we can, we and many people have been using books um, as the escape. Um, so I, I think this one is absolutely going to slide right in very, very well uh, with the lighthearted feel that we need. Um, but there's more to it than that. Like, like I was saying, again, uh, like it's got those meat, the, the meat on the bones, if you will, because um, it goes a little deeper, right?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. And that was something that, like, I, I – so when I, like, outlined the idea for this book and I pitched it to my editor, um, it was just something that um, I was thinking of and I wasn't really sure, like, where it was going to go. So um, Nikki, the main character, she – loses her dad this is before the story starts so like no characters pass away in this book I just want to assure everybody that it's not that kind of story um so she um mo- that's why she moves to Maui to be closer to her mom after losing her dad because she's an only child and she doesn't want her mom to be alone and also she feels uh, she she wants to be close to her mom after a loss like that Um, so that was just, that was like a theme that I wanted to explore because I feel like, like grief, loss, that's something that everybody goes through. Um, sadly, like I wish we didn't have to lose the people or the things that we love, but we do. Um, so that was something that I wanted to explore in the context of a romance because to me, it felt like, safe because like in the so a romance there's a trope you follow there's a story arc there's always going to be a happily ever after no matter what like nothing that bad is going to happen and so to me it felt really safe to explore a serious topic like grief and loss of a family member in that context and I know maybe that sounds weird maybe some people would think that that's kind of weird but like that's just how my mind works um and I think that it gave like I think that it gave Nikki and Callum like a way to bond that really deepened their relationship because in the book they both go through a loss um or they're in their past they both have experienced loss in their past and that's something that they connect over and that's one of the things that they bond over that helps them get over their dislike for each other and helps them realize like oh this person is actually like really similar to me and like they give each other like an emotional support that I don't think that they had before, especially Nikki, because her loss is pretty recent. Like it's within the year, year and a half that she's moved to Maui. And I specifically made it so that she was still struggling with her grief because like for me personally, after, cause so I know what it's like to lose a parent because I lost my mom last year. Mm-hmm. And I think you just assume like, Oh, okay. So you're really, really sad. At first, you're so sad. That makes sense. You know, they're all you think about. And then you just like you gradually get over it and then you feel better and you're fine and you're happy. And that's like not at all how grief, at least for me and for the people that I have talked to, that's not at all how it works. Like, yeah, there are moments where you feel happy or you feel, you know, like you feel like you can live your life normally again and you're having a good day and then like something happens and then it reminds you of that person. And then you're just like, oh, my God, like either you start crying or you just you you can't function in that moment or you need to do something else. And it's so it's it was really important for me to show like to show that, like, grief isn't linear. I mm-hmm. guess is the best way that I have heard somebody um explain it to me, it's not linear. Unfortunately, you're going to have ups and downs and that's OK. Like, yeah. it's OK to be sad, like. A year after you lose that person it's okay to like need a day to um to yourself or to remember them or whatever you know like five ten however many years because the pain doesn't ever go away it's not like it just one day like oh i'm fine i don't feel grief for that person anymore like you always feel it you just figure out how to cope with it typically better as time goes by so for me, like writing that, like writing that journey that Nikki takes in her grief was really like therapeutic for me because she realizes with the help of Callum, cause he tells her like, it's okay. Like whatever you feel, it's okay. Like, it's okay. If you feel sad about your dad being gone, it's okay. If you want to talk about happy memories about him one day and it's okay. If the next day you want to cry about it, like there's no right way to grieve. And I mean, like simmer down is is a rom com, it's a romance. It's very light and funny and sweet and romantic and steamy, but I think that kind of gives it some emotional depth because um, that that's a pretty heavy theme. But I feel like the way that it's handled in the book, I think, is very relatable and it does like I don't think it like it doesn't make me sad to think about Nikki's grief journey in. Simmer down. I think she like by the time the book ends, she's in a place where she's happy and she's figured out a way to deal with her grief. I don't know. I don't. Sorry, I just went on a long time. about that. <laughs> But but yeah, that's but that's one of my favorite parts of the book, even though it's kind of sad, but like how they're there for each other and how they show each other that very, very important life lesson that like grief is messy and that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you have a support system, that's that's all that matters.
0: Well, I think that was really beautifully said and I'm really glad you did go on about it because I also think it's really nice the way, you know, in because of this book, um it's it's a realist, I mean, the book is a rom a rom-com. So there like we've talked about what's real in a rom-com versus what's not, but you have this person dealing with loss while simultaneously falling in love. You have poignancy and LOLs. So, and I think that that is, that's true life. Like, it, of course, it's glossed up in a book. Like, that's the way a book, that's the way we write. But you are, are adding a depth to something and at the same time showing how life does and continue and lightness can go with that and love can come back in. So, I think it's, I think it's lovely, and I'm really glad you told us about that. But it is a rom-com, and it is a rivals to lovers, and I want to hear a sample.
1: Okay. Okay. First of all, thank you for saying that. That's really nice of you to say that. I really appreciate that. I um, don't
0: say things I don't mean. Come on I, now.
1: I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying I appreciate it. I like to be told when I'm like a golden retriever, like, if you, if I did a good job about <laughs> <at> something, <laughs> I like to be told that I did a good job. So thank you for that.
0: You did a great job. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, cool. So I think I'm gonna read a like the from chapter one when Nikki and Callum first meet each other, and it's not going well because he's refusing to leave uh, her spot. So I uh, and she's uh, confronting him and letting him know that. She's not just going to lie down and take it like a doormat. She's going to um, make his life (laughs) really unpleasant if that's what Mm -hmm. he's going to do. So, yeah. um, Okay. Cool. Uh, Yes, here we go. The window of his truck slides open and a man with a younger, friendlier version of the hostile stranger's face sticks his head out. Are you all right? He asks in that same melodic English accent, his own hazel green eyes glistening with concern. Sidebar, I'm not going to do an English accent because I can't do one. And I, that's going to ruin everything if I try. So sorry, I'm not going to do an English accent <laughs> in this. At least this one's polite. I slap my hands on the metal countertop lining the window. His shoulders jerk up. I'd like to speak with that ball of sunshine you work with. His eyebrows jump up his forehead. Um, he twists his head back. Boy, Callum. Callum walks up to the window, still sporting that sour, unfriendly expression on his face. Does this guy suck on lemon wedges before engaging other human beings? When I wag my finger up at him, he doesn't even blink. The polite one does, though, before flashing him a panicked look. You want to defy local food truck etiquette by being a complete asshole? Fine. The words punch out in a firm, steady tone. My fuck off tone. Hallam's disrespectful attitude is the last straw in my already shit morning, in my already shit life. I can't take one more thing working against me right now, so I won't. From this moment on, I'm going to make your life a living hell. I tilt my head to the side. Deal with it. In the split second after I speak, all I see are his eyes. Strangely, they still read kind, and it's enough to make me question for the briefest moment if I've been too harsh. But his brow furrows. His nostrils flare, and his mouth twists into the tightest purse I've ever seen. Never mind. If he were truly kind, he wouldn't have met my politeness with outright dickishness. I spin around and march back to my truck. Bloody hell, what did you say to her? The polite one asks as I walk the six feet back to the other side of the clearing. The only tidbit I hear before I'm back in my truck is Callum marking the name Finn. Judging by their resemblance, I'm guessing they're brothers, and Callum would do well to listen to his little brother Finn next time, as it might keep him out of trouble too late now, though. I tie on my apron and start prepping for lunch. Sunlight shines through the open window, illuminating the blade of my knife as I chop heads of cabbage. The adrenaline from our fiery exchange is a surprise source of energy. I shred the whole tray in half the time it usually takes. All he had to do was show one ounce of courtesy, but no. He wanted to start a war, with the total stranger who was perfectly polite to him until he played dirty. A total stranger who's been through hell this past year and a half who is tired of ducking from the constant stream of curveballs life chucks at her as of today i'm done ducking i'm fighting back he wants a war it is motherfucking on Woo-wee.
0: wow that was good for me <laughs> <laughs> see how i did that right there was it good for you sarah hell yeah it was good for me <laughs> hell yeah it was good that's the energy we all need this year come on now Woo! that was fantastic thank you guys so so much for listening we are both so excited to tell you that sarah's book Simmer down comes out this tuesday october 13th but you can pre-order it now uh you should do so uh Everyone who's cool has, so come on. Um, if you do like what you hear from us, please, please leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever it is you're listening today. And if you haven't already read our books, d- be sure to do so. They are Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker If You Never Come Back, and Simmer Down by Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram both at writer Sky McD.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram too. I am at author sarah s. We love hearing from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Quick and dirty romance is part of the Pro- frolic wow well, frolic podcast network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media/podcasts.
0: Thanks again for listening, guys. Bye.